When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the John Favreau is My Daddy podcast with Jessica Garcia and Monica Montoya. Hello. <laughs> Monica just attempted to gargle into the microphone. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you, Monica? I'm well. I'm drowning. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm drowning. Come save me. <laughs> Um, hello. How's your day been? My day's been What's slow. New? Nothing's new, man. It All fucking right. snowed the other day. It, you're correct, it did. In uh, Los Angeles. It just it feels, I mean not in Los Angeles proper, but in in the mountains. In, in, in the Los Angeles. Um <laughs> in in the Angeles. Uh it snowed and you know, I mean if you're not from here or even if you're not even if whatever, you just it snowed. I don't think I can fully fully Seeing express snow-capped mountains when you're in Pasadena <sighs> is odd. I don't even know how I can express like the actual <laughs> terror I feel about the fact that I looked out of my window one day and saw snow fall. <laughs> um, that's really the only thing I can say. I'm I've just fallen into a pit of existential dread because my my either my window is playing a tricks my a wind is playing a tricks on me. Or I'm I I'm seeing things. Or or, or the, the even worse thing, it's the fucking weather, <laughs> which just fucks me because that means that we're one step closer to death. Why? Hear me out. Global warming. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I understand. Yeah, I you follow. It. Yeah, I do. Fantastic. Yes, the weather in Los Angeles has been crazy. It's just been it's been a week. You where, know, where was this weather during Christmas time? honestly what was it like Where 80 it? degrees during christmas this year like 90 i don't fucking know. all i know <laughs> it was 100 degrees it was 2000 it was degrees dream for christmas <laughs> i'm mr heat miser i'm mr, mr. sun, sun. <laughs> <laughs> we love that movie if you haven't seen a year without a santa claus highly recommend to go watch it go it watch is, it i know it's not christmas but you should watch it <laughs> <laughs> movie recommendation of the day <laughs> Uh, who's our daddy today, Jessica? You know, our daddy today is Viola Davis. And I fucking love Viola Davis for a lot of reasons. Um, But I think there's a lot of really interesting things to talk about when it comes to Viola Davis and her career. So I'm excited to get into these films. Me too, me too. Yay. Start us off, Okay, so I'll tell you about her. Viola Davis is an American actress and producer who began her acting career in college, starring in minor theater productions while attending Rhode Island College. She went on to study at Juilliard. <laughs> Casual. <laughs> Casual name Just, drop. Uh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Graduating in 1993 and began playing minor film and television roles through the late 90s and early 2000s before winning the Tony Award for Best Featured Actress in a Play in 2001 for her role as Tanya in August Wilson's King Hedley II. Also casual. <laughs> her breakout film role came in 2008 when she earned her first Academy Award nomination for her brief supporting role in Doubt. Her real success in stardom, though, came in the 2010s when she won her second Tony Award for playing Rose in August Wilson's Fences and another Academy Award nomination and SAG Award win for playing Abilene in The Help. Woo! During this time, she also began playing her arguably most famous role of Annalise Keating in the TV series How to Get Away with Murder, a role that made her the first black woman to win the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. What a Whoa, mouthful. Holy fuck. Well, <laughs> shout out to you, Viola. Shortly after, she won her first Academy Award for again playing Rose, but in the film adaptation of Fences. She is the first black actor to achieve the triple crown of acting after winning an Academy Award, Primetime Emmy, and two Tony Awards. And she is widely considered one of the greatest actors of the 21st century. She is also a literal daddy to a daughter. To a daughter. Singular daughter. <laughs> 
What a lucky daughter. What a lucky daughter you to wake up. all of the attention of your mother, Viola. Every morning and say, my mother's Viola Davis. Who's your mother? <laughs> Plain <What>? Jane. <laughs> so what is the first movie we're going to talk about? Bro, we're going to talk about The Help. Yes, we are. And, uh... Let's just get into it, and then we'll we'll talk about the elefante in the room. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a sec. Let's Let me tell just you about the movie. Chug along, mm-hmm. chug along. I'm the conductor of this train. <laughs> Hop the fuck on, y'all. <laughs> the Help came out in 2011, written and directed by Tate Taylor, based on the novel by Catherine Stolkit. Aspiring journalist Eugenia Skater, <laughs> feeling played by M. Stone, decides to write a book detailing the points of view of the black maids working for the white families in her 1960s Mississippi town. Abelene Clark, played by Viola Davis, Mm -hmm. and Minnie Jackson, played beautifully (laughs) by Octavia Spencer, risk their jobs and their lives sharing their stories with Skeeter in hopes of combating the racism they and all black people face daily. Mm-hmm. Woo doggy. So let's address the big fat elephant in the room. Elefante. The Help is a really problematic film. It's so problematic. <laughs> um, it was made by white people. The novel was written by a white lady. It's v- the entire story is a white savior movie. Yeah, it's just it's it doesn't sit right. No. But we're going to put all of that aside to focus on the incredible performances by Viola Davis and yeah. Octavia Spencer for this episode. That, well, I may set aside, but also kind of like hold in one hand while we talk about her performance in the other so that like you can kind of look at them both side by side and just kind of it helps you view the film through a different, more beneficial lens, I think. Right. Right. Um, because. And Viola has even spoken out and said she regrets doing the movie (laughs) (laughs) because because it's a white savior movie, because it's about Emma Stone literally just being like, I'm going to save all these black maids and I'm going to help (laughs) y'all. I'm going to help you all, even though you're doing all the work and you're the ones risking your lives so that you can like get some sort of justice, Mm -hmm. even though like just me from Ole Miss (laughs) and Viola was like, "Yeah, yeah, I don't think I should have ever done that movie because it's a white savior film and also because the characters uh, the black characters are not as dimensional as they need to be and they don't tell the true story because Viola her mother was a maid and her grandmother was a maid and so Mm -hmm. like she literally comes from these women Mm -hmm. and she was like no the story does not do them justice however I will say I think her performance does it justice oh absolutely absolutely so just giving that because some context for like how we're going to be discussing this film yeah let's dive in bro i think the first i think like the first thing i notice about viola as an actress because i knew about her before this i had seen her in small roles but like this is the first movie where it was like viola davis is on the scene mm-hmm. um and i think the word that comes to mind when i look at her and her acting is that she's incredibly deliberate oh absolutely like i could watch this woman fucking fold laundry and I would feel every fold and every crevice <laughs> and every thought that she has oh, about yeah. this horrible act that she's doing. Oh yeah. This menial task. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one thing that I will say though, is I absolutely fucking love mm-hmm. how commanding her presence is. Yes. I don't know if it has to do with her height or the broadness of her shoulders or the fact that she's just fucking violent. Yes. But she, she has the, quality that so many actors strive to have which is you walk into a room and every eye is on you Mm -hmm. similar you know in the help she is obviously not the main character the main character is regrettably emma stone (laughs) yes i have personal beef with but we're just not going to get into that um (laughs) personal beef meaning now that monica knows no no no. let's just leave it let's just leave it at that i have personal beef with ms emma stone uh and she just walks into every scene and commands your attention mm-hmm. and forces you to look at her and pay attention to her, yeah. which is step one of a very long and excruciating acting process. Yes. I mean, like, she's just so magnetic and she holds so much. We talk about it all the fucking time. Acting with your eyes. She holds all of that truth in her eyes. And she's so matter of fact. And like I said, deliberate with what she says and how she says it. But she has a way of taking you through like, her every emotion, even though she's not necessarily saying what she's feeling. Right. 
But she has a weird way of really kind of like walking you through exactly what the character is thinking and feeling like she's not just she's not just acting, which kind of makes the story that much more heartbreaking because she's like truly living in this story of real women who did exist and women who like she knew in her own life personally. Absolutely. Um, I think the character of Abilene is so indicative of how a lot of married um, black women Mm -hmm. felt at the time who were maids and who lived in obviously the very segregated South. Yeah. Especially in Mississippi. Mississippi was an incredibly violent Mm -hmm. and racist and segregated place. Mm -hmm. And I think that one thing that you can tell as an audience member is that Viola Davis, the amount of fear that she instills in her character on an everyday basis Mm -hmm. is you can totally see it you can see it in every movement she the way she holds herself when she's safe and inside is incredibly different than the way she holds herself walking about and and waiting for the bus Mm -hmm. and and when it gets dark etc etc like you can see her sort of hunch over just a little bit and and cower just a little bit and hold her arms just a little bit and it's so riveting to see an actor physically change Mm -hmm. whenever they are outside, especially with that context. Yeah. Um, and I obviously Viola Davis is a black woman playing a black woman in the segregated South. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot that she can, she can take out of everyday life that could potentially infuse the role with that same amount of fear. But like, I can't even, I could never imagine walking outside and feeling exactly what she would feel. And the fact that we're able to resonate with that and like actually feel that when she, makes these small choices like waiting for the bus or walking outside or walking in the dark. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's fucking insane and like so fucking riveting because I've never really seen other actors make those really small choices yeah. that show you and, and it impacts you in a very visceral way. Yeah. I mean those, that awareness as like a real life character is very exhausting to have to go through that all the time. And when I was watching it, I almost was like, oh my God, she makes it look so easy. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, she makes it look easy in the sense that like she's acting so flawlessly, but like she shows you how fucking hard it is and how fucking exhausted, Absolutely. exhausting it is to like walk you through all of those emotional beats and um, her mindset of like when she's afraid or like what, <laughs> where on the scale of fear she is. And also another part that I, of her performance that I really love is that like she so deliberately chooses when to kind of let the audience into her as like a, a real person. Totally. Because you see her at the beginning, she's Abilene, she's the maid, she's with the kid. Abilene. Exactly. But like uh, you're not seeing all of her. And even when you have her, your first moments with her when she's alone in your house, you still don't see all of her because like she never feels 100% right. safe. Her guard is always up, which exactly. is just fascinating to me that she's able to put that into a role and have it translate yes. through the screen into my fucking eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. So that I as a viewer can notice and go like, oh, I haven't seen her guard down until right now. Mm-hmm. And it's about to go back up in five seconds. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's so talented. And it's one of those things that we talked about with Meryl that like, that's not something that you can teach. You can't tell someone how to do that. Oh, absolutely. Like she's just, she's got the secret I mean, sauce, I don't know. Maybe you, know? you have to go to Juilliard Maybe or something. Maybe they do teach I don't you. They I don't inject fucking know. you with something in Juilliard. How the fuck am I supposed to know? I've never been there. <laughs> 12 people like total graduate from their year or some shit. Like, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, one thing I will say uh, that she does in this movie and she does in every movie mm-hmm. is she's so good at releasing in like insane amounts of emotion and then yes. reeling it back in like a sponge warning everyone <laughs> skips five seconds ahead <laughs> i i am also so impressed by that but it also makes me think of just black actors in general mm-hmm. and black roles in general and the task that they're often given to play mm-hmm. these roles who can't be emotionally vulnerable because oh, yeah. they have to survive. Yeah. And so I sit there and I go like, she's so amazing at doing that, but it fucking sucks that she constantly has to play roles that do that. Oh my God. You know, we talked about this earlier is like, we want to see her play a comedic role. 
Yeah. I want to see some joy in her life. <laughs> yes, because like Viola has said, and I, I posted a video of her on our Instagram today mm-hmm. where she's like, people think I'm serious, but like, I love to have fun. I love to party. And she's like going crazy in this kip on uh, this kip. She's going crazy in this clip. From like, kip Kittridge, an American girl. <laughs> with like uh, fucking uh, Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest. And mm-hmm. she's like, I, I love to have fun, whatever. And I'm like, Viola wants to have fun she wants to have a role where she can just fucking let loose and i don't think she like dislikes being talented and playing these serious roles and like you know obviously she doesn't like because she's so good at it but at the same time like just let her be in a rom-com for 10 seconds put her in a nancy myers movie stop like yes she is incredibly talented and i love that she's being used in these roles but it is such a shame that like as a black woman she's been tasked with like carrying this huge burden yeah. of telling yeah. these stories these these really traumatic stories yes. i mean like you think of viola davis you think of the like the classic viola davis grief scream mm-hmm. where she's like screaming and sweating she's and spitting screaming and she's like she looks like a wounded animal because yes. that's how she feels yes and uh let's maybe turn turn back the dial a little bit mm-hmm. and put her in a fucking Nancy Myers movie and watch her bring the house down. Yes. Watch everyone clap their asses Literally, off. just let's remake It's Complicated, but with Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. Everyone would watch it. The whole world would watch it. <laughs> I would watch it 10,000 times. I would pay $2,000 to watch that, but no more. <laughs> um. Anyway, I... I really love, I really like the help. It's a shame because like I enjoy the movie, but I also know that like it sucks. I hate Emma Stone. So I I enjoy the movie except for Emma Stone and uh, the fact that it's the White Savior movie and the fact that it's very problematic. But I love specifically the relationship between uh, Viola Davis and Octavia Spencer's mm-hmm. um, uh, people, like their characters, yes, because it is so good. First of all, Octavia Spencer, quick shout out to her. She won. She won her Oscar for this, right? Brilliant. I'm pretty sure she did. Yeah, I think it was playing Minnie. Minnie um, Jackson. The fact that this bitch can command a room, mm-hmm. being as short as she is, being looking the way that she does, yeah. and by that I mean like looking a little bit sheepish sometimes. Yeah. Because uh, she can get a bit shy, which you can see, you see in the movie. Yeah. Um, but the fact that she like has the ability to, t- she has like an on-off switch inside her body. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she accesses this, but she becomes like t- taller than even Viola Davis, yes. taller than anyone in the fucking room. She's an insanely commanding presence, like out of nowhere. Just insane, absolutely. It's, it's insane. like it's like a superpower of hers, and I also really love the dynamic between her and Jessica Chastain. Oh my and god, Jessica Chastain is unbelievable oh my god she's so darn good in this movie (laughs) she's so good i yeah i think i think if you're gonna watch this movie which like i don't know Eh, do what you want i don't know if you're gonna if you're gonna watch it you have to acknowledge the flaws and you have to like know what you're doing (laughs) yeah you have to you have to acknowledge the flaws you have to know what you're doing and then you have to walk away from it understanding the ramifications of watching that movie and polluting yourself with yet another white savior Mm -hmm. film so just shift your own narrative and try and look at it as objectively as possible while also enjoying it for entertainment value whoo doggy that's hard it's hard it's really hard um i think if anything you can walk away from watching it by like really being made aware that you know so much like white success is was built off of the backs of black people as is most things in life exactly and um this movie really demonstrates that as long as you're fucking paying attention pay (laughs) attention you'll watch all the white people treating black people like shit yeah (laughs) so now i think it's time to move to something where like viola is truly just being a badass. A bad motherfucker. A badass the whole time. And the movie is Widows. Widows came out in 2018. Written by, is it Gillian or Jillian? It's Jillian. Okay. Even, and if it's not, it is. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like it's Gillian. No, 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 no. If it's not Jillian, then it, then it is. Okay, it is it's Jillian. written by Gillian slash Jillian Flynn and Steve McQueen. <laughs> based on the TV series by Linda LaPlante. Directed by Steve McQueen. Veronica, played by Viola Davis, Alice, played by Elizabeth Debicki, and Linda, played by Michelle Rodriguez, have nothing in common except a debt left behind by their dead husband's criminal activities. 
They take fate into their own hands and decide to complete their husband's final heist so they can finally be free to move on with their lives. Whoa! That was a very, very, very abridged version of this plot. I wouldn't even call it abridged. I would say that this is maybe one of like five plots. <laughs> Listen, okay, so we'll get out of the way that like, this is not a perfect film. This movie is um, batshit. <laughs> it's incredibly long. Oh my god. Perhaps it should have stayed a six-part TV series as was originally intended. Mm. Um it you can tell it was written by someone who's only ever written books. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Gillian Jillian. Exactly. Gilly Jilly. Where you at, girl? <laughs> and there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts to this plot. Um you've got people faking their own death. You've yeah. got You've got hate crimes. You've got lady heists. You've got, you've got illegitimate children. You've got Daniel <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya being a bad motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You have Brian Tyree Henry trying to be very intimidating. I mean, mm-hmm. I do think... I'll, no, he, he's say, intimidating. He's, he is intimidating, but I've never seen him like that because he's usually just so, like, lovable. Uh, yeah. You've got a dog who goes literally everywhere with Viola Davis. Oh, my God. First of all, this fucking dog. This dog apparently, is a star. Apparently, the whole cast adored this dog. I mean, it, that was a good fucking dog. That was a good dog. I just love how she carried the dog with her literally everywhere and would walk into people's homes and just be like, is it okay if I put my dog down? <laughs> May I please put my dog down? <laughs> And they're just like, I guess since you brought, brought your, your dog. dog. <laughs> just bizarre. Uh, it's got Cynthia Revo running in this movie. So much running. So much running. She's fit. She's a fit woman. She's just like, she's very compact. She's so strong. She's very dense. I love her. I love, first of all, I have stupid love for Cynthia Revo. <laughs> I do love her. That she's, bitch she's was amazing. incredible. In the color purple and in bad times at the, at the what was it called at the El Royale. See, I've only ever seen her in Harriet, and while no. I don't love that movie, I thought she was amazing. Oh, she's incredible! So you know, Cynthia Reeve, fucking, she's fucking great. And then Carrie Coon is also in this movie. She plays the fourth wife, but I thought it was weird to put that in the synopsis when she doesn't take like participate. She's in, in it for heist. like perhaps three minutes. Yeah, it's like, very in odd. The whole movie. <laughs> um. First of all, uh-huh. what the fuck? Liam Neeson? Question mark? Yeah, so spoiler alert. Uh, Liam Neeson is Viola Davis's husband and fakes his own death for... Uh, unknown reasons? Unknown reasons. Like, you kind of see a motive, but you kind of don't because him and Viola Davis, their son died because he was shot by a police officer and they, like, their marriage was crumbling. But instead of just fucking leaving her, he instead impregnates Carrie Coon and then, and then blows up all of his, like, his criminal colleagues his goons yeah and fakes his own death so he can just go be with carrie coon and their baby like it's so weird it's also like so fucking racist because you know the only reason why viola davis and liam neeson's son in this movie got shot was because he was a black Mm -hmm. young man in a nice car and he got pulled over by a police officer and he was reaching over to grab his Some, cell phone. I believe, yeah, I believe he was putting away his cell phone. Yeah, like his dad was still on the line, but he was mm-hmm. trying to pick the phone back up or right, something. Right, precisely. And he gets shot by by yeah. a white police officer. This whole thing pl- takes place in Chicago. Yes. Um, and uh, obviously Viola Davis is a black woman. Liam Neeson is a white man. Mm-hmm. Um, their son is a visibly black man. Mm-hmm. And he was shot. A big reason why Viola Davis feels the way she feels after she finds out that Liam Neeson is alive and has a white baby with a white woman mm-hmm. because of her fucking dog finding him, by the way. Uh, yeah, because her that fucking dog, dog sniffs him out. Plays a literal pivotal role in the movie. <laughs> Which is just insane. But you know that Viola Davis feels like fucking shit yeah. because she knows the own you can tell all of this guilt coming over her face at all times she thinks that by her being who she is and her son being who he is 
she, it's part, it's partly her fault. Yeah. If it wasn't there, it's like you can see the millions of questions running through her mind. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't their anniversary, he he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been rummaging through to find the Cartier box and mm-hmm. and if it, and if if they hadn't like been in a relationship or mm-hmm. if, like you there's just so many complicated questions. And again, going back to like how Viola Davis tells the audience that she's thinking all of these things as if she was just folding laundry and telling us all of her secrets. Yes. Uh, she does that so well in this fucking movie. Yeah, she does. The only, the only issue I have is like, it's not with her performance. It's just with the writing because the plot is a little all over the, well, the plot. It's, it's a lot insane. all over the place. Yeah. And you, it's, you're putting a weird position of like really needing to buy her and Liam Neeson as like, a couple. A couple and their chemistry, but you have no time with them. And I don't think that you need to have time with a couple in a movie to buy them as a couple. Mm-hmm. We talked about this with Kramer versus Kramer. Mm-hmm. Like you could feel the tension even though they weren't you never saw them as a couple mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. But like there's just something about it, you just don't get it. And then they bring in the sun plot way too late in the mm-hmm. movie. So you're just kind of confused the whole time. And like yeah. she's also not grieving very like clearly openly i guess yeah i guess yeah less so clearly more so openly i guess but and yet there's constantly flashbacks of like her happy times with your husband her husband so you're just kind of like what like what was the relationship exactly you as the audience member have to do some heavy lifting yeah like everything that i I had just said prior to that is like low-key you just had to take it from from the performances Mm -hmm. in the script um you as the audience member have to figure the fuck out like why like okay i guess their marriage was shit because their son died Mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily know that from the script telling you and from the characters telling you like you have to infer that most couples don't do very well after a child of theirs dies yeah and you have to then infer that Liam Neeson's mo one of one of his quote unquote motives for faking his own death was getting away from his wife without divorcing her. Yeah. And the other, you know, the other bit of it all is now he has a new son with a new wife who are both white. And it just feels very like you just have to unpack all of that as an audience member. And it just feels like so much work, so much labor to like figure all of that out in the span of like, 20 seconds which is like when we realize he's alive yes exactly like there's a lot of racial stuff happening in this movie that they don't explicitly tell you like what the relevance of it is like like the whole the feud between brian tyree henry and colin farrell and i don't even know what fucking position is it's some sort of city some kind of council member some kind of they're I like think dis- even they're so like of like districts or they're of, called wards. Oh yes, the ward, the eighteenth ward, right? Yes, 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 and yes. It's like it's like the 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 warden of the ward. <laughs> Sorry, it's like the the person who is in charge of the ward, the shepherd of the flock. <laughs> I don't know. And like Brian Tyree Henry is obviously black, but he's also in on the criminal activity right and 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 you have to sort of from a few pieces of dialogue understand that he wants to get out of the game basically and the only way to do that is by having a position of power yes and the only way to have the position of power is to climb the ladder and the only way to climb the ladder is to get this ward position or whatever the fuck it is and to beat uh what's his face Colin colin farrell like Oh, it's very confusing. And then his character is very pivotal at the beginning and then just kind of disappears in the last mm-hmm. half hour. And you're like, oh, I guess I guess we're he not talking about that yeah. anymore. I guess you're just going to send <laughs> our boy Daniel out to yeah. do all your fucking dirty work. Daniel Kaluuya murders someone. He and murders you're just like, many okay. people. <laughs> the scene where they're in the fucking, um, ugh, what, what is it? It's a gymnasium. Yes. And he's like, guys, rap for me. Like, I want to hear your beat. <laughs> And he's like getting in on their faces and like, you know, like really feeling it, like really vibing, like steady vibing with mm-hmm. these beats. And then the, he just shoots him because he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Listen, his role doesn't have to make sense. I accept him for who he is. I absolutely accept him for you. I think he plays a bad motherfucker really well yes i i agree he's fucking great he's, so he's really good. good in this and he he dies tragically in this i i know but, i just you know. love that he listens to like podcasts in his car yeah. <laughs> uh, he, i mean there are there are good parts of this movie don't get me wrong it is an entertaining film it's just like 
Really, they did not wrap things up I don't properly. Know. Our our biggest critique, and 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 I know we're actually all over the place trying sure. to explain this film because I don't even. I mean, listen, there's know. a it's a very hard film to kind of describe in a linear fashion. But our biggest critique is that this just should have fucking been a six part series, like yeah. it was originally intended. Yes, absolutely. And they should have given Cynthia Revo way more screen time than they yes. gave her. First of all, what the fuck. <laughs> What was that like weird she very randomly comes in that she's took a babysitter two seconds they spent 2 seconds on her backstory yeah maybe 2 i would argue perhaps 3 yeah exactly and you just don't do Cynthia Revo like that no you don't you give her time you give her time to steep in the water yeah. however I do I did love Elizabeth Debicki in this movie oh and I God. did think they did pretty well by her and her whole like sugar baby backstory and I, I loved her she's so fucking tall and majestic oh, she's so good <laughs> she's so tall She's so tall. She's so beautiful. She's so beautiful and tall. She's I tall. love. I love the scene where her and Viola slap each other. Oh my god, it's hilarious. It is so good. I also really like that scene in general because I think it is one of the only moments where you see Viola like unhinge for five yes, seconds. Totally. Because, and this is this is complicated because I know a minute ago we were like, I want more moments where she can emote, but also mm-hmm. at the same time, the plot means that she doesn't have time to like grieve do anything and she doesn't have fuck she does not have the luxury to like give in to her emotions so i really like this private moment where she like becomes totally unhinged for a moment absolutely and i guess i'm just a greedy viewer who wants to see her unhinged more I'm just often because i love to see her like explode we love to see it one other <laughs> time that she low-key kind of explodes is when she finds Liam Neeson at like the at the the one like at a HQ. Yes. What do, what do criminals call like their base? Uh, uh the lair. Their the lair. warehouse. I think it's like their hideout. Their hidey hole. <laughs> <laughs> so they're back at the hidey hole. Yeah. And Liam Neeson like pops out of nowhere. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Out of, and she's trying to get all the bags into the car uh-huh. and she's all like struggling, but like she's got like, she's got abs and like arms. So oh, she's like, hell really yeah. Her arm, her arms are popping. She looks good. And Cynthia and Viola's arms are fucking popping in yes. this film. <laughs> um, and so she's getting all these bags of money in the car and Liam Neeson just pops out out yeah. of nowhere and is like, hello. <laughs> hello, Viola. <laughs> It is I. I also think he's trying to sound American in this movie. Which is so confusing. It's just like barely. <laughs> but anyway, she finds him and then you can see her just fucking go insane inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they struggle because yeah. obviously he's like, all right, I got to kill you now and take this money because yep. that's been my plan all along. Mm-hmm. Even though, what the fuck? When do we get indication that he's trying to like get the money and leave town? Well, he wasn't initially. He was hoping that she would just sell the plans mm-hmm. for the money, which was he, he thought that that's what she would do. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you fucked up. Now I have to kill you. And now I have to take the money because that's the only way to like to save myself. Whereas before I could have just been dead in quotes and it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But you fucked up Viola. But you were, you went and meddled. <laughs> Viola being the bad motherfucker that she is in this film. Yeah. Shoots him, mm-hmm. gets up, finishes putting the money in the car mm-hmm. and leaves. <laughs> the only thing about that moment that did bother me though, is I was like, this is huge. He is supposedly dead. I mean, she has known that he isn't dead for because a while. of Olivia, her dog. Correct. Because, because of the dog. <laughs> because Olivia. of the dog uncovering the biggest secret in the whole movie. Correct. And so you you know that much and you're like, okay, when are they going to reunite? And it's not very explosive. Nope. It's very and anticlimactic. it's very fast. Yeah. Very anticlimactic. And then the movie ends mm-hmm. and all is right in the world. Yeah. And then she like runs into her old mates. Yeah. No, not even. She, she only runs into Alice. Elizabeth. Yeah. She only runs into Alice and she's like, how are you? you, you you're good? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. And then that's it. I do love though that that moment at the end is the only fucking time you ever see Viola Davis smile. Yeah. In this entire Which, movie. She looks stunning. Yes. She looks incredible. I love, I love that ending moment between the two of them. I think it's really lovely, yeah. but yeah. An imperfect film. An imperfect film. What a fun time. But an incredible performance by Viola Davis. Oh yeah. Who looked like she just had a blast with the dog. She had a blast with a gun. Mm-hmm. She, had the, she had the blast. They all had a blast being like bad motherfuckers yes. in this film. Yeah. So you know what? I give it a solid five out of five for effort. 
and we can move on. <laughs> okay, what are we moving on to, Monica? We're moving on to Mulraney's Black Bottom mm-hmm. came out in 2020. That's last year. <laughs> Literally less than a month ago. That was less than a month ago. Ow! Wow. This is a Netflix movie. Uh, so if you have not had the luxury of watching this film for Chadwick Boseman, may he rest in peace mm-hmm. and uh, Viola Davis's performances, then please go watch it. Yeah. But uh, we're going to talk about it. Right. Right. Meow. Moraney's Black Bottom 2020 written by Ruben Santiago Hudson, directed by George She Wolf, based on the play by August Wilson. <laughs> During a recording session, tensions rise between Moraney, played by Viola Davis and her ambitious horn player, Levy, played by Chadwick Boseman. (laughs) And the white management, sorry, the white management, determined to control the uncontrollable mother of the blues. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, So, while Viola Davis is the titular character. Is the tit for tat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's the titular character. She's only in about 25 minutes. I calculated it's about 25. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chadwick Boseman is the real lead and just in case we do a Chadwick Boseman episode eventually I won't talk too much about his performance uh, because I think this movie is like one of his biggest triumphs Uh, yeah I will say this is probably this I his performance made me feel so many things he's unbelievable in this movie (sighs) I just get so sad yeah knowing that really sad will genuinely never be in anything ever again it's just but it's heartbreaking the only, I guess, the silver lining is that this is a performance that you have to kind of immortalize him and, like, wow, what a fucking final performance it was. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, he's amazing. And that's really all it is. Is another one of his films coming out soon? I don't know. I think this was the last one. I think this was the last one. Unless they it? use, like, stock footage or something in the next Black Panther. I don't know. I don't but know. I think I- this is the last, like, intentionally filmed thing he was in it's just it's absolutely heartbreaking it's very sad but um knowing that he's the lead of this film and sort of putting that aside Mm -hmm. and uh we we will eventually talk about his performance i just think it would be a disservice to talk about his performance in a viola davis episode yeah uh we'll just focus on the 25 minutes that viola davis has graced us in in the movie they're pretty fucking amazing they're pretty fucking good (laughs) (laughs) um so it's funny because when I watched this movie, I texted Monica about it and she hadn't watched it yet. And I was like, I have one single frustration with this movie. And I wonder if you're going to have the same frustration. <laughs> and she did. I did. <laughs> so we've talked about it before. And like, we're pretty big proponents of like, if you need an actor to be playing a musical <laughs> role, you can just hire someone who is actually a singer mm-hmm. uh, and dubbing them in. And they did that for this movie, which I which love. We applaud, which we we give a small, Yes, yay! I don't think that actors should have to be singers all the time or should have that as something that like keeps them from playing a really amazing role. Toots, Just because they like can't sing it properly. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, is this part of your per- your personal uh, uh, vendetta? So, no, I was just. Coughing. Oh, okay. You, I just had, had a little. I had a tickle throat. in the back of my throat. Was, tar- was it? Did you? What was in your throat? Was it a like a um, pebble? Uh, some perhaps? kind or as a stone? <laughs> a boulder. And <laughs> <laughs> a fucking boulder. <laughs> um. Anyway, but so the woman who and I forget her name. I should mm-hmm. have looked it up. But the woman who sings Ma Rainey's parts mm-hmm. is amazing. She's so be- beautiful, gorgeous voice. Amazing voice. She does not match Viola Davis's. No. The coloratura is her, not the her speaking same. voice or her just like the the vibe. You know, it just doesn't sound not, like it's coming out of her mouth. No, it is very clearly not her. <laughs> Which I would love to get someone who knows this kind of a thing and mm-hmm. like talk to them about it because I just want to know why the fuck it wouldn't work. Is it because it wasn't tuned properly? Is it because it, a certain filter wasn't placed over it? Is it because the person's is like the, the just the person's voice didn't match them? Like yeah. I I don't get it. Like I don't know how you would fuck that up. I mean, what the other thing that I think of and I hesitate to say it because I don't know. It makes it seem like it might be Viola's a thing on viola's part is like i don't know if viola is a singer in any capacity and therefore i don't know how much she knows about like like what it looks like 
really to have song come out of you and a sound like that because it is so deep and so soulful i mean i just don't know i would like to believe that she's fully capable of doing that but i just don't know that's really funny that you say that because one of my biggest praises uh, of viola davis in this film is her physicality yeah i think that she controls her body in a very believable way and the way that she moves during the songs is really what encapsulates me i mean obviously it's her facial expressions sure. but mostly for me at, anyway it's the way she moves yeah um and you know she's not she's not a dancer she's not <laughs> she's not even really a mover but like the way that she sort of like lets the music flow through her yeah you can tell viola davis is a fan of the music no absolutely um, and i just i don't even know what it is if anyone out there no <laughs> i'm being yeah i'm being serious I jessica <laughs> if anyone out there knows what it is about like certain people so like people singing for actors who we love by the way mm-hmm. gives them a job yeah. the actors have a job everyone's happy and as long as they're being credited f- credited properly for it we're happy because they get to sing and the actor gets to act and everyone just does what they're good at yes <laughs> tell us why think certain matches don't work like i genuinely want to know so it's it's yeah. just a criticism because we don't see it maybe other people see it that that it matches really well um but just let us know man we just we just want to know yeah i mean i do i 100 percent agree that like her physicality is one of the best parts of the role i more just mean that like her physicality while amazing doesn't match the voice for some reason to it's me it's confusing to and me. i wonder if like they filmed it before they got the girl who sang it to sing it. So Viola didn't know what it sounded like yet. And therefore there is some disconnect. I don't know. It's just interesting. Who knows? Um, we'll never know. Unless, we'll never know. Unless one of you out there wants to tell is us. Is any of you, are, are, is any of you, are any of you close personal friends of Viola? You could let us know. Just let us know. Let Shoot us, us know. a DM, email us. <laughs> um, anyway, so... But I don't think I've ever seen Viola like sit so authentically in totally. a role before. She was like born to play this role. Yeah, it just fucking came out of her. And I mean, like, it does help that, like, she literally gained the weight for the role and, Mm -hmm. like, truly very impressed by her because, like, she is a relatively thin woman. I mean, she has, like, an athletic build, Mm -hmm. but, like, she's never been this size before. And props to her for automatically knowing, like, how to move like that and carry herself. Absolutely. Um, So that you never really, like, questioned her. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, she's just, like so fucking commanding and fearless and like the character of ma rainey really just i mean she was a real woman but like she's very um like startling oh absolutely (laughs) she's very brash yes and bold (laughs) like 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 visually and just by who she is personality wise so bold I'm like, I'm constantly taken aback or, or for all 25 minutes of Viola Davis on screen, I was constantly taken aback by like how in your face she was mm-hmm. constantly. Um, I, I, I will say, I just really wish that she was in more of the film. Yeah. Uh, just because I'm a selfish asshole who yeah. wants, <laughs> wants to see more. Uh, but I get it. I get it. She must share the wealth. Yeah. Um, I also like that even in those 20 minutes, she really gave us layer after layer. Like, Oh my gosh. She, she was goes, an onion. She a has all these onion. moments where like, she's really maternal and like mm. really nurturing. I mean, she is ma, ma rainy, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but she's also a woman who knows that she is entitled to like everything that the world has denied her. Mm-hmm. And that everything that the world has denied black people mm-hmm. and women mm-hmm. and specifically black women. And she has this speech about like how she is the way that she is because she knows that the only thing people want from her is her voice and her power. Yeah. And so she has to be the way that she is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just real. It's a really powerful role. I just love it. I just don't know that we can really say anything more nice about Viola Davis <laughs> other than she's the best in this role. I I will say uh Marini's Black Bottom is not my favorite August Wilson play. No, mine either. Um and it the play is kind of a slog. I mean the movie is kind bit, of a slog. And the movie's kind of a slog just a little bit. Okay, everyone sh- sh- calm down. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um but 
Viola Davis made it fucking worth it for me. Yeah. Just because it's a little slow and um, it, I mean, it takes place in two rooms, primarily one. Mm-hmm. Primarily uh, just one. Primarily just one with a group of men talking. Yes. Like all talking and not really with each other, more mostly at each other. Yeah. Which is hard not on stage. Yes. If that makes sense. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Because there's a very big difference between I'm talking to you and then I'm talking at you. Mm-hmm. Like you are a wall. I'm talking at you. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and talking at someone works really well on stage. It's very theatrical. Yes. Um, it's a little hard to watch, uh, on film, but you know, to each their own, they they may have left it in there for dramatic effect, (laughs) but we will never know. (laughs) I think despite this movie being somewhat unremarkable, just as like a film, 100% you should go watch it for the performances. Oh my God. The performances maketh man very very (laughs) valuable performances that you must must see but i do think that this movie talks about a larger issue that is still happening even though this movie takes place in the 20s like it's about how black people are commodified and Mm -hmm. taken advantage of and we love their music and we love their voices and we love literally everything about them but we refuse to just love them as people. You're right. And we refuse to see their value. Exactly. And so it pushes them into in a position. And in this case, pushes Ma Rainey into a position of being demanding and being mean Mm -hmm. sometimes and being difficult. And those are things that are often used to stereotype black people. Even now, you know, saying they're difficult, et cetera. And, so it does like this this movie really does still have so much current relevance so much to offer and it was really a gift to get to see it through chadwick and see it through viola and have it delivered to me like that Mm -hmm. because that's a lesson that i don't think people should ever stop hearing about absolutely the things that this movie talks about so absolutely lady i couldn't have said it better myself had i done it myself (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so that was that was viola that was the great viola davies we love her i can't wait to see what she does in the future because i mean she is one of those actors who did like a somewhat later start to their big film careers Mm -hmm. um and so i'm really just excited to get what to see what she does and i yeah. hope she gets i hope she gets the meryl treatment honestly she deserves it she, she just d- gets to do whatever the fuck she wants absolutely and like doesn't have to like i said before doesn't have to be forced to only play these like super heavy dramatic. roles that are like educational and traumatic mm-hmm. and, and you know and drama exactly uh let Viola Davis do whatever the fuck she wants to do. Exactly. Period. Yeah. 2021 and onward. <laughs> Let Viola Davis do what the fuck she wants to do. Thank you, Hollywood. Good night. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> so, Jessica, what have you dabbled in? <laughs> well, um, this week, uh, I don't know. I've had a rough week, as you know. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I do know. <laughs> I do know. Yeah, it's been a rough time. Um, so I've just been working on like restructuring my life. Amen to that, girly. Because without getting into too much detail, going through a breakup is fucking hard, especially during a pandemic mm-hmm. uh, when there's nothing to do and you can't see your friends, and you can't see your family. I mean, I can see like a select few friends who are in their bubbles, but that's kind of it. And so having to reformat my days so that I have things to like look forward to and accomplish rather than just like right, right. sitting in my emotions, Absolutely. <laughs> which is very, very hard. However, shout out to Monica who has taken over pizza nights. Pizza pizza. She and Aaron are now hosting me <laughs> on Fridays. I live here now. Um, love having a third person <laughs> in my two bedroom apartment. I know you asked for a thruple. So, uh- I know it's what you wanted. Don't, you don't have to say it. I knew already. No comment. I don't want to disappoint anyone today. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I've been dabbling in. Incredible. What about I, you? I mean, not incredible, but also incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's growth. Um, y'all. <laughs> I be watching the fucking crown. Finally. I be, I mean, I say finally about? as someone who hasn't seen You're it. You're hilarious because I've already seen it, you fucker. Uh, I'm watching it with my husband again. Um, so... I've seen The Crown religiously uh, outside of 
outside of my nuptials. How do you say marriage in like a fancy nuptials? Nuptials. Outside of my nuptials, I've seen the crown. Uh, Aaron really, really wanted to like get in on it and mm-hmm. like also watch it because he's heard he's quote unquote heard great things about it. <laughs> All the awards, all the awards, the constant chatter. Absolutely. Uh, and it is of uh, it is of my friend Saba's opinion that Claire Ford just always look, looks like a startled horse. She does. And she absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, I'm I'm thrilled because I'm rewatching it and we are about to close out season two and saying bye-bye to Claire Foy and Matt Smith. Nice. And I'm really excited because I fucking love Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman is one of my favorite actresses on this planet. She's amazing. Just, I have nothing but nice things to say about her. <laughs> she's, she's an incredible actress. She's another one that I just get excited about. Uh, I just... <laughs> I know we're not supposed to say it, but she was fucking, she almost overshadowed Phoebe Waller-Bridge in Fleabag a little bit yes. for that for that tiny moment. Yes. So uh, she's just so, she excites me mm-hmm. a lot. And she was in The Favorite with uh, Rachel Weisz and someone else, some other hoe, I, I don't know. Emma, uh, uh, what's her name? I don't know. Emma, okay. Emma uh, something or other. Um, Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence. She was, <laughs> um, oh dear, not Jennifer. Oh God another one um but uh by the way i just want to say my personal vendetta against emma stone has nothing to do with her abilities as an actor okay everyone just shut the fuck up i can hear you i can hear you okay Uh, that's interesting because my personal vendetta against jennifer lawrence does have everything to do with her talent oh oh my my personal vendetta against jennifer lawrence does have to do with her acting But we won't get into that today. No, I just want to say and close up my statements, close up my remarks on the witness stand Mm -hmm. by saying, Your Honor, the crown slaps. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I want to say. Okay, good. Uh, Monica, do you want to read the question we have for this week? I would love to read the question. Thank you. All right. Okay, so Sarah asks... What's the best cocktail to go with a Nancy Myers movie? Ooh. And to this I say... A tequila sunrise. <laughs> okay. Okay, I can see Do you want to know why? Yeah, tell because me why. Because the sun's always rising in Nancy Myers' kitchen in her rom-com fucking film. Yes, bitch. <laughs> I would probably pick something maybe like like a lemon drop. Oh. Or like a like an like an amaretto sour. Ooh. Something kind of it that feels a little vintage, but like is sweet. It's a crowd pleaser, mm. you know, just really puts a little pep in your step. Maybe an April spritz. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. oh we're getting way too into this. We should stop. Let's make cocktails. Let's make cocktails. <laughs> uh, that's, that's it, the y'all. That's it. That's our answer. And Hope- that was our episode on Viola. That was Viola Davis. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you liked listening to it in your ears. <laughs> All right. And as always, don't, don't sue us, Daddy Favreau. Favreau. Goodbye, Monica. Goodbye, Jessica. Goodbye.